episode 123 of the Bridgeport Zone podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega, and I want to talk about the primaries, what went on, what's going on with the votes. I told you something a little shady was going to happen, right? I told you that. I'll talk about that and a lot more. But first, as always, here's Mr. Billy Doggett. Brought to you by Aces Bill Bonds. Aces Bill Bonds serves the whole entire state. They're located at 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 for all the details. Or the 1-800 number, 866-777-BOND, 866-777-2663. Or go to their website. It's Aces Bell Bonds CT. Now, I told you, Tuesday night was a big night. It's primary night. And this is pretty much a recap of it. I told you, I told you, I hate to beat a dead horse here, that something shady was going to happen. And it was the absentee ballot votes, pardon me. And it happened. How could the city, how could the state, seriously, how could they not know that all this was going to take place? How? This is something that needed to be looked into. This is something that needed to be audited, whatever. But it has happened because Mayor Ganim, as of Thursday, has a 251 vote lead. He had a comfortable 500 some vote lead, something like that. Now it's 251. Marilyn Moore, again, my apologies. You got shafted. But John Gomes ain't taking it lying down. We'll talk about that in my next segment. But there are a lot of other things that could have taken place here that could have alleviated this problem. Number one, voter turnout. As it turned out, nearly 8,000 people amongst 41,000 registered Democrats only voted. 
Dan Hart said the voter turnout in Hartford was much worse. And I'm sorry, that's unacceptable. You mean these two guys, the incumbent and the challenger, who went out, BPT, Bridgeport Progress together, John Gomes splattering his face all over the place, didn't get any of you citizens to go out there and vote? And I bet you I know why. Because you knew, like I did, that something shady was going to happen with the votes. And I get that. But the fact is, this is unacceptable for a primary, which everybody in the whole world knew that was important. Everything, mayor, city councils, town clerk, sheriff, all of the, the above were going to be in this primary looking for their day in November. 41,000 didn't bother to show up. Only 8,000 of you showed up to the polls. A lot of you put in absentee ballots. This is the shameful part about the city of Bridgeport and its politics and the people. I hear it from people every single day. I posted it on my Facebook page. Go vote because I don't want to hear you two, four years later complain, bitch, and moan between all that that nobody's not doing anything. You had your opportunity to vote some people out and vote some people in and you stayed home. Now, I understand my nephew. He said it and he's absolutely right about this he doesn't vote and the reason why he doesn't vote is because politicians are full of shit he's absolutely right anybody that listens to this podcast say hey carlos politicians are full of shit you're absolutely right so don't participate in the political process and he doesn't he doesn't participate in it because it doesn't ring true to him and something like this doesn't ring true to him. He sees people messing with absentee ballots, IT problems at the computers, all that other nonsense. Why should we believe in it? Why should we believe that we elected a corrupt mayor again, giving them a second chance? That we elected a city councilman who was a state rep and he was put in jail for corruption and we're going to elect another city councilwoman who allegedly ran a bar during the pandemic why should we why should people like that go and participate in the political process i don't blame them you know who i blame i blame the politicians and the politicians have to turn this around somehow it may be too late for people like my nephew who doesn't want to do it. But there are other people out there like the rest of the 33,000 that didn't go out and vote. They'll probably vote in the election, but it's too late. So how did we get to this point where people don't go out and participate in the political process of voting? And this is way before 
all this talk about the election is rigged. Way beyond that. This concerns what happens here. And what happens here is that our process is pretty fucked up. It is totally fucked up. And nobody believes it anymore. When they see that one candidate feels, hey, we won this election. And then all of a sudden, the absentee ballots come out of nowhere, falling from the sky. Hey, we won. The incumbent won. I mean, seriously? You think people believe in that? You think they believe that people who want to believe in the political process would actually believe that a candidate came from nowhere with absentee ballots, which, by the way, should have been counted before the actual vote at the ballot box, the polling places, whatever you want to call it. They should have been counted beforehand. But that's another thing. That's why people in this city, and it's about 148,000 of them, 107,000 of them do not vote. That's why they don't believe in the political process. Because it's full of shit. It's full of corrupt people, people who have been in jail, people who get a second chance after being in jail. Police chiefs who cheat on exams, you name it, it has happened. It only happens in Bridgeport. So, again, why are we so shocked that this whole process comes down to a 251 vote difference? And again, Marilyn Moore my apologies, you got the shaft. You got the shaft in this. And John Gomes says, I'm not getting shafted. I am not going to get shafted over votes. I'm not going to get shafted because of a political process that doesn't ring true. I'm not going to get shafted by... Uh, the Democratic Party, I am not going to get shafted at all. I am here to win. And by the way, folks, John Gomes is still on the ballot in November. So the thing that, and the, the thing that bothers me is this. If you can't have people, and I mean people, forget about machines, you can't have people properly counting the ballots. They shouldn't count the ballots. But that happens. And it's part of the thing that really drives me crazy. And the thing that really drives me crazy also, and this is serious, is that we have not enough people going out to the polls in primary day and not voting. Not is the operative word. Voting. They are not voting. 
They are not going out there and saying, I want to participate in the political process. But they are not voting. They're not registered to vote. Some of them may not be from here to vote. But still, when 107,000 people are not registered among 41,000 Democrats, I'm going to trim that number down because you have Republicans also. A good uh, number of people who don't want to vote. About uh, 120,000. Give it a good fair number. If it's more or less, fine. But either way, you have to participate in this process. You don't have to, per se, participate. Say, I'm not going to force you to register to vote. You have to go down to your uh, city hall and do that. But you have to participate in the process. Do I want to vote? Yes or no. And you don't have to. Like I said, you do not have to vote. You have the right to vote, but you also don't have to vote. But this is the whole process that we have right now, where the mayor is 251 short votes ahead of John Gomes. And John Gomes is not going to take this line down. He did not concede the race. He will be in the race in November. And I'll talk about that after this. You get arrested. You go to jail. You need to get bailed out. So who do you call? You call ACES Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Acts about the quick 24-7 response. Easy payment plans. ACES Bail Bonds takes all major credit cards. So call ACES Bail Bonds if you need to get out of jail. 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Or call 203-366-4817. Or the toll-free number 866-777-BOND or 866-777-2663 or go to their website acesbailbondct.com 53 days, 7 hours and 55 minutes that's the countdown that John Gomes has on his website John Gomes for Mayor because he's not going anywhere he is still on the ballot November 7th general election and it's as an independent. He's not going anywhere. He is going to see this through. And I praise him for this. And I'll tell you why. Number one, you're separated from Democratic and Republican parties. You're separated from all the nonsense that you have to deal with, number one. And number two, you're just free. You're free to go out and express how you feel. Campaign as you want. Still have those pictures and billboards everywhere across the city and say, I'm still here. I'll give a bit of advice to John Gomes while uh, we're going to have this conversation about uh, what he should do while running for the general and hey countdown clock is still going what I'm looking at here it is it gives you an opportunity I'm not going to sell 
tell John Gomes what he should do, but it's just my opinion. Ask, and you're on the debate stage. I hope they have a debate. It should be uh, something that should happen, take place, hopefully soon. Why are we not getting any tax revenue from the Hartford Healthcare Amphitheater anytime Rod Stewart, Cheap Trick, Santana, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, all these groups come and perform here? Why does Kevin Hart have to get a second key to the city? Why are we not seeing any tax revenue from that? That's a legitimate question to ask. Why are so many blighted buildings here in Bridgeport not being repaired? And if they are, why are developers not developing it into at least affordable housing for people that can afford to live somewhere? Because let's face it, some of the apartment buildings out there that are being developed, nobody can't afford. I've said that many times. Can't afford to live somewhere on the salaries that people make in the city of Bridgeport. That's the God's honest truth. And number two, what about our theaters? What about the downtown hotel? When is that developer going to finally develop something? Why is a hotel and two theaters collecting dust? Those are legitimate questions to ask. And to be honest about it, does he have the answers? Does he give you the BS runaround? No, I'm on a podcast. Bullshit runaround. That's what needs to be axed. Because nobody is willing to ask him. What does he think of having a city councilwoman on the city council Who's facing charges? Why is there a city councilman who has been convicted of a crime? He went to jail. All that. A.J. Perez cheated. Why? Why did he cheat? Was he qualified to be the chief of police? Those questions have to be asked. And also, John Gomes has to lay his plan and vision out he has done that he should go out there and do it he shouldn't have to be telling people what his plan and vision is because he knows his plan and vision he has a platform you can look it up johngomesformair.com being fair here there are three candidates now one democratic republican and independent look up their proposals and platforms they'll be worth the wait once you load it up into your computer your phone your ipad or your iphone because you got to get all the information and you got to digest that information and see who is the best candidate that could take the city of Bridgeport going forward. Does it eliminate what went on in the primary? No. I'm still a believer something very shady went on 
in the primary. That shouldn't eliminate anything about what you need to do as a candidate for mayor. What you need to do as a candidate for mayor is give the people the vision, but also expose the weakness of your opponent. You know, that's all you need to do. I think you need to do that because you need people to understand what you are about. That goes for the mayor. That goes for John Gomes. You need to know what you're all about. That's all. Not even as simple as that. So just go out there and look it up. You, again, three candidates. Ganim, hers, Gomes. You make the choice. Not going to be an easy choice. Now, you might say, well, Gannon might lose votes because John Gomes is in the race. And that, that might happen. That just may happen. Because you're talking about what one candidate who's not on a party line, he's on an independent line, and he's going to take votes away from the mayor. They're probably going to be people who supported him. And that's going to be, I don't know, beneficial to uh, the mayor. But also beneficial to the mayor that he might have some votes taken away from him. And that's going to be the difference in a election. So I think for me, seeing John Gomes as an independent is his way of saying, I'm not going anywhere. You fooled the citizens of the city of Bridgeport once. Shame on us. You try to do it a second time. Shame on me. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not disgruntled. I'm not pissed off because you won. I am here to be the mayor. That is what he is saying. I'm not anything what you said. I am here because I want to be the mayor. That's all he is saying. He's not saying anything else. He's not saying anything out of the ordinary. Mayor Ganim, be prepared for the long haul. And what I mean by the long haul is that this is going to be an election that, in all honesty, is going to go the distance. November 7th, you could either fall on your ass or fall on your face. And I'm talking about all three candidates because I'm not judging hers from anything right now. That's what the people of the city of Bridgeport have to judge. Do I have the courage he does? No, hers does. I know Mayor Ganim does. They all have courage. But can they do it for the long haul? Now, 
Mayor Ganim's going to think, oh, my God, I'm running against John Gomes again, pretty much. Yeah, you're probably right, because Democrats outnumber Republicans. But you have to have a vision, too. You can't just say, Bridgeport Progress Together. No. What's your vision for the future of the city of Bridgeport? John Gomes has to have that same vision. What's your vision of the city of Bridgeport? And here's some advice hers. All politics is local. They're not national. So don't listen to Trump and whoever, the Trump people. Because, number one, you're listening to a four-time golden sombrero convicted or indicted felon. Let's be clear for the record. He hasn't been convicted yet. You have to go out there, shake hands, tell people what your vision of the city is. Don't listen to Trump Republicans, MAGA, whatever they are. So what is your vision? Again, all politics is local. They're not national. You need to put out a vision. You need to tell the people what your vision is and how to get it. Because another thing, and Republicans love to do this, cutting taxes, cutting spending, all that other shit, that's not going to fly anymore. It isn't. Not national, not state, and not local. That is not going to fly. So you better think of something very, very original and sell it. That goes for all the candidates. So do your thing when it comes down to telling the people, hey, I'm still in the race. Nice to meet you. Shake that hand or it's going to be a long night for you guys. A very long night on November 7th. My final thoughts coming up. Ace's Bail Bonds serves the whole entire state. Go to 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport, or call 203-366-4817 for all the details. If you live in Hartford, New Haven, or Waterbury, they're there for you. Ace's Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport, call 203-366-4817 or toll free 866-777-BOND, 866-777-2663. Go to their website, acesbailbondct.com. Oh, my final thought is, I just woke up from a long nap. I just had to wake up, woke up, I should say, and open my eyes, and I had to look up the word woke. And there are many definitions for woke. There is a political term for woke. But here's the actual definition of woke. Woke is an objective derived from an African-American vernacular English, meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination beginning in the 2010s. It came to encompass a broader awareness of of social inequities such as sexism, and LGBT rights. 
Now, what would that do with anything that went on in our political landscape? Well, you know, that comes, you know, under the heading of complicated. Now, conservatives in politics use woke as wokeism as weaponized personal grievances masquerading as genuine social concerns defined by its fraudulent nature and being distinct from legitimate social grievances like slavery saying that quote there were good things to come out of slavery now I have not been enslaved lately but what good should African Americans feel about slavery really really what good could come out of telling a school they cannot teach something like oh gay and lesbian rights what good could come out of it not telling colleges to teach this what also could come out of it is is that not only they're not woke they're just a bunch of idiots that use this as a social platform for anything and everything that they want to derive it from that's not being woke as I said that's being an idiot or let me use a broader term an asshole because that's what governors that's what state legislatures are doing they're doing things ass backwards they're not even listening to people who would want to listen to people who want to be woke I just woke up and I want to talk about this and I'm still sleepy the woke and wake and whatever to talk about this because it is ultimately stupid it is stupid to bring up things like Antifa how in the world did Antifa get involved three four years ago when it came to um, what went on during the George Floyd incident how nobody knows nobody's not going to answer the question when President Trump went to that church and had an army eliminate all these people telling them hey go down the street before we run you over was that woke he came out holding a bible in his hand thinking that he's all God almighty it gets to the point where you've got to ask these people this question what's really your motivation for doing this is it politics is it your own agenda because woke means one thing and I mentioned it earlier woke isn't trying to turn over things and make laws that only appeases you and evangelical Christians or as I would call them ripoff artists con artists guys who you give money to and say hey 
get yourself that big Learjet to travel all over the country and preach the gospel, or as I put it, preach the bullshit, or misinterpret the Bible. That's not what woke is all about. Woke is not all about when people cross the border and try to make a better life and seek asylum is to send them to New York, send them to Maine, send them anywhere because you are so fucking lazy to do your job as a governor or a state legislator because you listen to one guy who called Mexicans and whoever are crossing the border rapists and killers and drug dealers. I don't know if he put that in any order, but he did. What this country is, it's about fundamentally the people who live in it. It's not about you. It's not about what you want for a vision of this country. It isn't. It never was. It's never going to be. But if you want it like that, well, I got a suggestion for you. There goes a time that there's another planet out there way in the stratosphere. There's life on it. Go visit it. There ain't nobody there. So you can implant your own laws and your own theories yourself. Because those are the only people that are going to listen to you. And it's going to be you. Because I don't think human beings are there yet. I don't think anybody's going to go there to say, Hey, we should listen to you. You make a lot of sense. Well, we're transmitting a message to all these to say, Don't listen to that guy. He's an idiot, an utter moron. Nobody likes him. He ran for president and is getting trampled as we speak. So for anybody who wants to be woke, do yourself a favor. Look up the definition, look up the meeting, look up all the stuff about woke and make your own judgments. Because woke is not about politics. Woke is about bullshit. And you know where bullshit goes to. It goes to the birds. Bridgeport's own podcast is done. Take care, everybody. Everybody.